0: Merry Christmas! Christmas. Oh, wonderful. Love it. Terrific. I'm Pastor Frick, and as I said earlier on behalf of Salem, thank you for joining us this evening, and a very blessed and joyful Christmas to one and all. Tonight, in just a few moments, we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25. It's very familiar for most people, but there's always things that get intermixed in the Christmas story that can seem like fake news. We've all heard about fake news, haven't we? Well, tonight we're going to share a couple things about What might be tradition, and are they fake news or real news as we land on the greatest news ever? So I'm going to ask you five questions, and let's see who wins for bragging rights in your family, those who are here, all right? Raise your hand if you believe, all right, I'm going to ask the question, and then you either say true or false, okay? Ready? And you will raise your hand when I say true or false. Jesus was born on December 25th. How many of you think that was true? Raise your hand. How many of you think that was false? Raise your hand. All right, excellent. 86% of people who took this quiz answered false, which is correct. We celebrate on the 25th, but we actually, uh, theologians and scholars, believe that Christ was probably born more in the springtime when the shepherds were out tending their flocks. But we put December 25th in there for a number of reasons. So that's one. December 25th, we really don't know. And let's be honest, we don't know, but it's a great time to come together to share and celebrate. Question number two. True or false? On the night Jesus was born, a star shown to mark the place. How many of you think that's true? How many of you think that's false? How many really don't care? <laughs> I got food cooking, I want to get out of here. No, 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 I got presents to open. Actually, uh, we would say it could be false. We really don't know. The Bible doesn't talk about... It, it talks about the star led the wise men, but it not necessarily is it, that, uh, is it ever indicated in the Bible that the star shone over Jesus when he was born. So again, traditions, traditions, things that come about. Jesus was born sometime between 6 B.C. and 4 B.C. 6 B.C. and 4 B.C. How many of you think that's true? How many of you think that's False. How many of you don't know? Yeah, Probably about 6, 5, or 4 B.C. King Herod died in 4 B.C., and so Jesus was born before King Herod had died, uh, and so it could have been right around there, 4, 5, or 6 B.C. Interesting. All right, two more to go. How are you doing? Who's got the bragging rights? I had to take this a few times, too, just to let you know. Fourth question, we don't know how many wise men there were. True or false? We don't know how many wise men there were. How many think that's true? How many think that's false? All right. yeah. True wins. We actually don't know how many wise men. The Bible just says there was a group of them. Wise men came and visited. We say that there were three because of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but we really don't know. There's no factual information. And then finally, the fifth question. See if you're still with me. Fifth question, Mary and Joseph were turned away from the inn. How many think that's true? Mary and Joseph were turned away from the inn. All right, now you're doubting yourself. (laughs) How many think it's false? All right, how many don't know the answer? How many are tired of answering questions? (laughs) I'm with you, I'm there with you, that's okay. Well, the answer is false. Yeah, I know. Traditions. Traditions, and especially when Linus gets out and reads the story in the Snoopy and Linus and Charlie Brown Christmas, that's actually taken from a King James version that says the inn. The actual Greek talks about a guest room. And back in those days, Family would have gathered together for a census, for a gathering of family and friends. Kind of like all of you who gather together, you would have joined together in the guest room. Really? It says that? Yes, it does. It talks about the guest room. And there's a number of traditions that are handed down during Christmas that may or may not be true. Well, let's find out what really happened and from the perspective of the Gospel of Matthew Matthew 1 verse 18 this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about his mother was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, fear not, be not afraid, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name God saves, Savior, salvation, or as we know him today, Jesus. God saves, Savior, salvation, Yeshua, Jesus. There's a few added verses or words in there, but pretty much that's what Jesus means. God saves. And on this time where we started off with a quiz of what may or may not have happened, some of the traditions that we have grown up with, what it comes down to is two very important things. Jesus saves us from our sins. That's why God came. Jesus, because he will save the, his people from their sins, and Emmanuel, God with us. That's really what the Bible is all about. God saving us from our sin, and God with us during the difficult and wonderful times of life. That's the story of Christmas. That's God's greatest gifts to each of us. There's wonderful times we gather together as family and friends and loved one, community connected at Christmas. The Bible actually talks about that too. It actually uses the term swaddling clothes. Now we might think of swaddling clothes as something that might have just been cast off or left over, But back in biblical times, what they actually used were swaddling clothes as part of the betrothal process. You see, the wife, the betrothed, the bride-to-be, would take swaddling clothes, fine linen or as fine as they could afford, and it would be strips of cloth about five or six inches wide, and they would embroider it, and they would take the history and genealogy of each family. And so it might have had the lion of Judah and the root stem of Jesse, embroidered together. Both of those are Old Testament terms talking about the New Testament family of Mary and Joseph. And they would have embroidered those cloths together, the swaddling cloths together. And then when they were betrothed, or actually wedding the, the bridal. Wedding and the groom and the bride come together. They would take those swaddling clothes and wrap them around the husband and wife and Then later on when they had children they would use that betrothal those swaddling clothes around the baby Sure enough here. We have Mary who loves Jesus and takes the swaddling clothes and wraps him in those And I'm reminded that swaddling clothes or strips of linen that were used at the birth of Jesus at their wedding is also referenced when Christ died and was buried in the tomb for our sins. That strips of linen, swaddling clothes were wrapped around Jesus. God himself wrapped in the fabric of life. God knows exactly what you and I are going through in life. He knows the difficulties and the joys that we have. And He knows that the ultimate gift that He can give to you is His life on the cross, His death and His resurrection, forgiveness of sins for each of you. And we, we cling to that fabric of Christ because God gives that so joyfully to each of you. The other thing I had read about uh, a, a while back about an archaeologist back in the Bible or in, uh, in Israel, an archaeologist named Jeffrey Chadwick, and one of the things that they were talking about was we always talk about the manger. And we have the image of a wooden trough full of hay that uh, spills out and Jesus is laid down in it. But back in the archaeology days... Chadwick talks about many times, mangers were made out of limestone. They were cut out of limestone. They might have been filled with water and put in the guest room area, the inner court of a person's home, so that when the animals were brought in at night, after they'd been feeding up on the hills, they would have water to drink out of. This limestone manger. And I thought that was interesting. That God who saves us, God who is with us, Jesus who calls himself the living water, who gives us living hope, could have been laid in a limestone manger. I know for some you're thinking, oh my goodness, what's he talking about? We've always talked about the manger as being wooden. And it could be. But I love that imagery that Christ could have been laid in a limestone manger, an altar of the first century time of Jesus. And later on in life, he was laid in a limestone cave when he was buried. And three days later, he proclaimed his life over death as he rose from that limestone cave and said, I am God and I've given you the greatest gift. This Christmas time, we celebrate the gift of Jesus in his swaddling clothes, on and out of the manger, from the grave of limestone and into heaven, giving you the greatest gifts of all. That's what Christmas is about. We talk about Black Friday as being the greatest time to buy gifts But the best Black Friday was three days before Easter when Christ, God himself, died for you and for me and forgives us of our sins today and for always. That's the greatest gift, really. And so as we celebrate Christmas, may you celebrate Christmas with the the joy of Christ because God himself has given you the greatest gift. And may you give the gifts of Jesus to those around you. The presence of peace. May you give others encouraging hope. May you give others joyful celebration and unconditional love. As you receive and respond to the greatest gift of all, Christ himself, our Lord and Savior, the greatest gift. Amen.